Hello and welcome to Theater 5 from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Theater 5 presents Miss Martha Scott in Mirror, Mirror on the Wall. Golly, Mother, don't tell me this ugly infant is me. Of course it is, Carol. Oh. Your father took this snapshot the day we brought you home from the hospital. Well, I'm going to burn it. No girl of 16 would want anybody to know she ever looked as ugly and naked as this. Well, now, what are you two girls up to this evening? Hatching a plot against the old man? <laughs> Hi, Dad. Mother's showing me ye old family album. Oh. I've no idea she kept this among her treasures. Well, I'd forgotten that myself. All right, move over. Let me look with you. Oh, just sit here but beside me, Arthur. Okay. Well, what year are we up to? 1948. This is the Grand Canyon trip on our second anniversary. Uh... Look, Carol. Here's your father riding a mule. <laughs> really? Gosh, you look so young. Well, I was young and handsome, too, wasn't I, Emily? Yes, you look like Ronald Coleman. <laughs> I was terribly jealous of you. <laughs> Listen, Mother, it's your birthday. He should be flattering you. <laughs> what birthday is it, by the way, or is that a secret? No, it's my 39th. <laughs> but the less said about that, the better. <laughs> oh, nonsense, Emily. You're still my child bride. Well, come on, turn the page. I'm dying to see what's next. Um, <clears throat> Carol... Uh, you hold the album. Mm -hmm. You and your father can look at the rest of it together. But, Mother... Well, Emily, where are you going? Upstairs, dear. Uh, I, I think I'll take a hot bath and read a while. But uh, you stay here with Carol. I'm quite sure I'll be able to manage that one flight without assistance. <laughs> to get up? No, no, it's still dark, but do you hear that sound? Hmm? Uh, what sound? Steady ticking. Don't you hear it? No. Maybe you're half awake and still dreaming. Oh, just remembered, Emily. This is your 40th birthday. Happy day, sweetheart. Wait, wait, don't go back to sleep. Someone's come to speak to me. Someone mystical and strange. Who are you? A visitor, Emily, but hardly a stranger. I'm not really unknown to you. Are you sure? I've never heard your voice before. True, but you've been aware of my existence. I don't understand. Your awareness began a year ago. Remember the photograph album and your daughter's thoughtless remarks? Yes, of course. When you went to your room that night, you sat down and studied yourself in the mirror... And you found no evidence that I had been attentive to you as yet. You do remember that, don't you? Yes, I was relieved. But why are you so attentive to me now? It's much too soon. I'm still young. But this is your 40th birthday, Emily. No further postponement is possible. From this year forward, you'll be receiving my offerings in a continuous flow. But I don't want them, so please go away. You're not welcome. Oh, I never am. Nevertheless, my gifts will be arriving constantly, always gifts of physical change. My first one is trivial, hardly noticeable at all. Oh, what is it? You'll see. When? In the morning. 
when you brush your hair. Au revoir, Emily. Au revoir. Good morning, Mother. Happy birthday. Oh, thank you, dear. Uh, sit right down. Your breakfast will be ready in a moment. Hey, you sound kind of mournful. Anything wrong? Your mother didn't sleep very well, Carol. I think she had a bad dream. Woke me up to tell me about it. Remember, dear? Yes, Arthur, I remember. Is that all that's bothering you, a bad dream? Oh, no, dear, not exactly. It's something more realistic than that, I'm afraid. What is it? Why, oh, I, I don't think I ought to tell you. You'll think I'm vain. I will not. Come on, Mother. Well, I never noticed it until this morning, but I'm getting slightly gray. There isn't much you can do about it, I guess. None of us can escape gray hair. It's a gift of time. What did you say, Arthur? I said gray hair is a gift of time. Uh, what about that breakfast birthday, girl? I don't want to miss the 8.15. The breadwinners back from the marts of trade. Anybody home? Yes, Arthur, we're both here. Hi, Dad. Hey, Hi. brace yourself for a shock. When you see Mother, you'll faint dead away. I will? Why? Hello, darling. Was it a busy day? Yeah, I thought I'd never... Good Lord, Emily. What in God's name have you done to your hair? She had it dyed blonde. Isn't it wild? Well, that's hardly the word for it. Why <laughs> did you do it? Well, I decided that my hair was going to change color. I might as well go all the way. Oh, I love it, don't you? I'm not sure yet. I'll let you know after I've had a double martini. Good morning, Emily. No, no, not now, please. You were thinking of me again, weren't you? I was trying not to. But I can't of see... Of course you can't, especially on your 41st birthday. Do you intrude on everybody this way? Every mortal being, but most of them are more philosophical about it and accept my gifts without so much resistance. Which leads me to a painful observation, Emily. You've totally ruined the gift I brought you a year ago. Mm -hmm. Those dreadful gray hairs, they were disgusting. But as Arthur pointed out, they made you look distinguished. If you'll forgive me for saying so, your hair has lost a great deal in... Uh, Translation. Well, I'm going to keep it this way, and that's that. Oh, I'm sure you are. Pity. Oh, won't you please leave me now? I'd like to sit at my dressing table in peace. I'll go the instant you've seen my birthday gift. What is it this year? Something more substantial. Look in the magnifying mirror. Go on, pick it up. Look. Can you see them, Emily? Oh. Tiny wrinkles at the corners of your eyes. Rather delicately etched, aren't they? Oh, they're horrible. Repulsive. Now, please go away and don't come back. But my return is inevitable. Goodbye for a while, Emily. I won't forget you, my dear. And I'm sure you won't forget me. I'm simply mad for these two dresses, Mother. Which one do you like? Mm, I'm not sure. Hold them up and let me compare them. Golly, I'd like to have both of them. I wish you could, Carol, but remember what your father said. One new dress at tax time is plenty. Oh. Uh, I think I prefer the pink one. It suits your coloring better. 
Okay. I'll go in the fitting room and try it on. You coming with me? No, I'll stay out here and try to find a dress for myself. All right. I won't be long. Hello, Emily. How are you? Now, go away. I'm not going to listen to you. I'm trying to find a dress. Oh, that black one you're holding, it's dignified and conservative. Just the thing for a woman of 42. You like it? I did, before you reminded me of my age. But it's perfect for you. Hold it up in front of the long mirror. Very well. Just right, isn't it? No. It's too conservative, too somber. Wait, uh, don't go away from the mirror. I'd like you to see my annual offering. Where is it? Where do I look? At your face, of course. Lean forward and look carefully. There, that's right. Oh, no, I hadn't noticed before. It's perceptible in your cheeks and a slight sag under your chin. Oh. A double offering this time. But I won't have them. I won't accept... Oh, I think you will, Emily, and I suggest you accept the black dress as well. I hate the black dress. It's hideous. You were right, Mother. I adore this pink one, and I'm going to take it. Mother, turn around and look at me. What, dear? I said I love this one, and I'm going to take it, okay? No. It isn't okay. Find something else. Well, I think it's great. Why shouldn't I take it? Because I'd like it more myself. For yourself? Mother, that's silly. This dress is for a 19-year-old. Don't be rude, Carol. I'm not fond of your constant reminders that I'm getting old. But that isn't what I meant at all. You're not ancient, Mother. But you're not 19, for heaven's Carol, sake. Carol, don't argue. Just go back and take that dress off. All right. All right. She's right, Emily. You're not 19 any longer. Please, not now. You're becoming pleasantly mature, so why not relax and enjoy it? Be quiet, I but said. But you are maturing. The proof is in this mirror. Stop it, or I'll... Emily, put down that chair. Don't do it. We've got to get to the church. I know that, dear. I'll be ready in a moment. Well, first thing you know, we'll miss our own daughter's wedding. What are you doing to yourself, anyway? Making up my face, of course. Would well, you have to pile on so much goo? You want me to look presentable, don't you, Arthur? Well, sure, but you look great to me without all that stuff. Well, I don't agree with you. I'm not the bride's grandmother. I'm her mother. That's right. And at 44, more attractive than ever. Oh, you're sweet. I'd like to believe that. But with these great bags under my eyes, I look 50. Now, Emily, that's nonsense. And it's getting late, so please quit what you're doing and come along. I'll be right with you. I... I'm certainly not going to Carol's wedding looking like a hag. Hello, Mother. Hello, dear. Hi, Dad. Darling. Have you ever seen so many flowers in your whole life? <laughs> They're lovely. The floor nurse told me she could hardly find enough vases to put them in. How do you feel, dear? Oh, seven and a half pounds lighter. <laughs> and wonderful. <laughs> well, Carol, how does it feel to have a real live doll to play with? Well, I'm trying to get used to it. Have you seen him? I've studied him very carefully. And I think he's the spitting image of his grandma. His what? His grandma. <laughs> That's you, dear, in case you didn't realize it. 
Oh, dear. I'm not sure I like that designation. Why not, Mother? Well, it conjures up visions of a lace cap and a rocker by the window. <laughs> and I'm determined never to reach that stage. So now I, I'm laying down the law for Peter when he's able to talk. He may call me uh, Emily or even Hey You if he feels like it, but never Grandma. Is that clear, Carol? <laughs> yes, Hey You. <laughs> I'll brief him when he's brought in for his two o'clock feeding. Greetings, Emily. Oh, dear. It's you again. Yes, I've returned after a long absence. But how did you find your way back into my mind? I banished you eight years ago when I smashed that mirror in the shop. It's true you haven't admitted my existence for a long time, but it's obvious that I've been present in your subconscious. Obvious? How? By your actions at your dressing table. You've spent countless hours here attempting to defeat me. And I will defeat you. You'll see. But, my poor dear, you're defeating yourself. Your struggle for youth is ruining your happiness. And Arthur's as well, and it's a losing battle. I am not going to wither away, do you hear? But you're 50 today, Emily. That's half a century. Is this the face of a woman of 50? Look at it. Hmm. Oh, you're quite ingenious with those jars and pots. But have you glanced at your hands? My hands? Yes. Those veins are quite prominent, aren't they? They look like the hands of an old woman. No, not really. You're just oversensitive. Think of Arthur, my dear, and try to be happy for his sake, if not your own. And I warned you, it's a losing battle. Happy birthday, dear Emily. Happy birthday to you. All right. I can't say I haven't been expecting you after five years. But this time, just tell me what you brought. I'm not going to look. Splendid. You're improving. But I'll never stop fighting. Oh, why don't you, Emily? Why not try to enjoy life with Arthur and Carol and Carol's boy? Peter's nine years old now. You could have fun together. So stop fighting, Emily. Start living. You'll find it lots more fun. Do you really think so? Oh, I do. Then I'll try. I honestly will try. Hi, Emily. I brought you a birthday present. Oh, Peter, how thoughtful of you. This is the second present I've had today. Oh, you got one from Mom and Dad? No, no, from a visitor. But I'm sure I'm going to like yours better. It feels like a book. Is it a book? Yes, one of my favorites. I read it last year when I was 16. I hope you'll enjoy it, too. Here, here, let me open it for you. Oh. Oh. There. You like it? Uh, well, I'm sure I will, but, uh, what's the title, Peter? David Copperfield. Can't you read this print? Well, uh, not quite. Oh, I could if I squinted. But no lady wants to deepen her crow's feet, does she? <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> That's the other present I told you about, crow's feet. Huh, some present. Hey, maybe you need stronger glasses for reading. Well, that's possible. Can you see far away through those old specks? Oh, not more than about a dozen feet. Well, then you'd better get distance glasses, too. Maybe those uh, combination ones. Bifocals. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, gracious, I don't need bifocals yet. Well, you'd better get them by next Saturday or you won't be able to see me on the platform. Platform? What do you mean? My graduation, don't you remember? Oh, oh, dear me, yes. You'd better be there with those new cheaters because mm. I'm valedictorian. Okay, Emily? Okay. I'll get those new cheaters. And now, Peter, will you do something for me? Sure. What? It's something I'd like very much. Please call me Grandma. Hello. Are you in this room with me? If you are, please speak a little louder. My hearing isn't too good these days, you know. That little knob, Emily. Turn it up. That's right. <laughs> you hear me now? Oh, yes, clearly. I was afraid you'd forgotten me. On your 75th birthday, how could I? Strange, isn't it? These days I don't mind your visits. I used to hate them. Yes, it took me a good many years to find a welcome here. You are welcome now. I've been terribly lonely since Arthur went away. Oh, I do hope I made Arthur happy. You did, Emily. He loved every moment of his life with you. Oh, that's good. Good. Who's there? Who just came into the room? It's Carol, Mother. I thought I heard you talking. You did. I'm entertaining an old enemy of mine. <laughs> A friendly old enemy. Oh? Yes, we've been visiting together for a good many years now. And the scamp has always brought me birthday gifts I didn't want. It's hard to explain. You wouldn't understand. <laughs> but I do, Mother. Your old enemy has been bringing gifts to me ever since I was 40. Carol, is that true? Of course. But he never frightens me the way he used to frighten you. Oh, dearest, if only you had accepted his gifts cheerfully, how much happier you would have been. Oh, yes, I know that now. I'm going to get your medicine, Mother. I'll be right back. Is my friendly enemy still here? You haven't left me, have you? No, indeed. I wouldn't go away without leaving you a gift. Good. At 75, I expect something extraordinary. It is extraordinary. And after you receive it, I'll never bother you again. Oh, don't say that. Please don't stop coming. You must come back. That would be impossible. My last gift to you, Emily, is the most desirable one of all. That is the gift you've been praying for, isn't it? <laughs> yes, I confess it is. And I'll accept it. Gladly. Thank you, dear friend. Thank you. Mother, I've brought your medicine. Mother? Are you asleep? Yes, Carol, your mother is asleep. I see. It was my final gift, and she was thankful. I'm thankful, too. That you brought it so gently. Dear, dear mother. You look so serene. And so lovely. And so young. 
Theater 5 has presented Mirror, Mirror on the Wall, written by Albert Miller, directed by Ted Bell. In the cast, Martha Scott, Court Benson, Joan Loring, Paul McGrath, and Peter Fernandez. Script editor, Jack C. Wilson. Original music by Alexander Vlastatsenko. Orchestra under the direction of Glenn Osser. Executive producer for Theater 5, Mr. Lee Bowman. We invite your comments. Write to Theater 5, New York 23, New York. This is Fred Foy speaking. This has been an ABC Radio Network production.